0: So there's the biggest picture that, that we can consider, and then you can drill down into certain aspects, right? So big picture consideration is we have complicated bodies, right, that have cycles and rhythms, and um, we're not even, you know, we're not only talking menstrual cycles, circadian rhythms, the sun rises and sets, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So we have complicated rhythms and cycles un- under the best of circumstances, right? Meaning um, every woman goes through cycles of great desire and great repulsion of um, you know phases in one's life where you like you said well, who said, said that feet feet on the street who, who said that yeah feets on the streets so there's all of that that's happening anyway right so there's this whole realm of ups and downs and somebody else was talking about not having received testosterone which of course means you have way less drive and you know so there's all of that kind of stuff that's let's say hormonal endocrine circadian whatever right so there's that shit happening so now on top of that you will add relationals up and down right so how long you've been with somebody what kind of dynamics there are um, you know, are you, are you growing together or are you growing in different aspects? Um, are you expecting the same kind of relationship that you had three months in, then 30 years in, right? Like there's all of that that happens. So there's ebbs and flows there and complications, then add some physical ailments, right? And removal of things and treatment and the trauma of cancer and all of that, that that's a whole other realm. And so, so you have, you have like multiple balls in the air. And then in the middle of that, in the multiple balls in the air, you are trying to figure out who are you becoming as you grow older and as you have different experiences and stuff like that. So that's a lot to juggle. So the first thing to be said is there's nothing wrong with, um, having moments where you don't want it or longer periods you don't want it. There's nothing wrong with losing interest and you know, having other things happen. No, none of that's wrong. But is it optimal for what you want? That's the question, right? Is it optimal for what you want? And so when we look at is it optimal for what you want, we have to take into account what do you want your relationship to be? in the optimal set of circumstances. But that's not the most important piece. The most important piece is what do you want for your life, for the rest of your life, so that you feel good, right? And if the answer is, if you never have sex again, that's fine for you personally, then that's one set of circumstances. So the question is, what do you want? And what do you want has to do with all those variables, right? But here's the thing to be said. In the what do you want honestly, not what you should want or what society wants you to want, that requires a bit of fortitude, right? Because it means that you have to examine yourself in relationship to other people. Meaning, if you don't want that anymore, is that negatively affecting your relationship? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you don't want that anymore, let's say, is that negatively affecting your health? If you don't want that anymore, what does that say about the, let's say, vitality of your body or, or, or contribute to the vitality of your body? So there's all of that that you will have to look at and go, these are the choices I'm making. But the choices you're making shouldn't be made on you're not feeling anything, and hence you should give it up, and you're of that age where that shouldn't matter. We've just talked about getting off on the steering wheel uh you know like like you know with seventy four and three hundred and sixty four days right so it's it's not a given that that goes away and never comes back. There's lots of things you can do from a let's say gynecological or endocrine system viewpoint, but also from a vitality and getting back into the body when you say to me i don't even i don't take naps i I don't go lay down on the floor we could look at that as in you don't want to feel certain things or we could say you don't stop and hence you don't feel certain things Mm -hmm. right so that's a good in where you stop long enough so you feel certain things And then when you realize you don't want to feel them, then that points towards the excavation of things. Or it could be that you stop. If it's you don't stop, hence you don't feel, versus you don't stop because you don't want to feel that's different things. If you stop, and you feel, and you can deal with those feelings, that's one set of circumstances. If you stop, and you feel, and you can absolutely not deal with those feelings, that's a different set of circumstances, right? So that's a good way in, because one of the reasons reasons one, I'm not even gonna say you, but one of the reasons one might not feel very turned on, for instance, Is lack of relaxation Mm -hmm. right is lack of feeling and then of course that has a knock-on effect but also it wouldn't even go as far as the feminine just give your system a bit of a break for fuck's sake right and then then other things can happen and the other things that can happen are sensuality vitality aliveness connection and doesn't mean you have to hang off the rafters with your husband every night, right? uh, swing off the rafters, I should say. But it means that you could connect in certain ways. And you certainly shouldn't have sex when it hurts. But if you do want to have sex, then find the appropriate people who can help you with it not hurting. But you shouldn't have it till you want to have it. It is hard, but, but once again, that comes down to the relational aspect. Just because he wants it doesn't mean you have to give it to him, number one. Exactly. But that also doesn't mean you have he has to suffer, right? There's other ways. He doesn't always have to have it. But, you know, like that's the relational aspect where you go, oh, great, he's ready. I'm not. What are we going to do with that, right? That doesn't mean that he needs to cut it off all the time. There's many, many, many things that can be done. But the reason I'm not buying into her particular narrative is that I want her to feel what she wants versus what she should have. Yeah. So just because it makes you supposedly more vital, there's lots of pe- things that make you more vital, right? Um, that's not when she, why she should have sex. She should have sex because she feels in her body that that's something that she wants. And she feels in her body that's something she wants without even the relational complaint about that, right? Then comes the secondary thing of, yeah, is it good for her health? Absolutely. Is it uh, good for his health? Absolutely. Is it going to bond them closer together? Yeah, absolutely. But those things can't be reached from a place of obligation have to be reached from a place of um, the, the arising of, of that, the sponta- like I wouldn't say spontaneous, but the natural arising of that. How do you get to the natural arising? You figure out what the fuck you want and you slow down enough to notice that. This dialogue is an important dialogue in the context of um, a lot of what we're talking about has ideological backbone. Or dogmatic backbone, right? Oh, women can only have orgasms if they're sexually, if they're emotionally connected. Oh, we shouldn't even have orgasms because it's not spiritual unless you are, you know, connected with spirit. Oh, we should just be able to fuck whenever, right? Like there's all of this stuff which all still comes from a place of value judgment, right? Or, or um, how, how we should be how human beings are incredibly complex. And like you said very rightly, what you are experiencing there is what a lot of men report, for instance, mm-hmm. right? Performative, they have to be hard, they have to ejaculate. I had a whole conversation the other day with a client of mine, male client of mine, who said, I was tired and I was, um, you know, like I, I wasn't really in In that physical state, he had just been sick, and I got total shit for not having uh, not ejaculating right and and so he felt like he had to make himself ejaculate, even though he didn 't feel like it because otherwise his partner would have felt less than hot or sexy or whatever right It was a real issue for him because he had to talking about you know uh, he had to override his own physical needs for the performance of the virile you know whatever so there's all of that i know a lot of men i'm I'm, I'm purposely talking about men now for a moment because it goes both ways i know a lot of men who when you talk about fawn right who have aligned their performance and their connection with women with not getting hurt cancelled accused of things or whatever so it goes both ways. We we have all these built-in mechanisms that have nothing to do with what's possible amongst humans in the realm of pleasure and sexuality. So the taking of the orgasm or the not taking of the orgasm are just opposite ends of the same situation, which is for every human being there should be a place taken and given to really explore all aspects yeah but i want to be i want to stop you there because it's when you do women and men we're perpetuating the same old shit, right we're perpetuating the same old shit they have it as hard as we do it's just different hard. and for every woman who caretakes and pleases there's a man who busts his ass and has a heart attack to caretake and please his family Right? And it looks different. And the guys who go out in war to protect their wives and children, um, you know, and die out there or die out in other battlefields, it's, it's as rough on the other side. And when we want to have that conversation, that's a conversation about all humans having the birthright of connection and pleasure and love, we have to stop there. But men, they have it so much better. The suicide rate of men is way, way, way up. Right, way up. It, well, yeah. Or they—they they are not being taken seriously. You do know that that it, it's highly stigmatized when a man has had sexual abuse. They get laughed at. They get laughed at at the police station. They get so it's—it's it's not. We—we we gotta be very, very careful that we are not going, oh, we poor things, the patriarchy, bah, bah, bah. We have it so much harder. It's fucked all around. And the way we unfuck it, so to speak, we say yes to all of it in the context of, yeah, you know, taking your orgasm, great. Not having an orgasm, great. Um, uh, Giving pleasure to yourself, great. Not wanting to give pleasure to yourself or somebody else, great. And then from there you go. Who am I, and what can I offer? Truthfully, right? And for you that might be. I don't want to caretake because that's I have codependent issues. I want to care for myself and um, and cultivate an integral space where I'm not pulling. A, in your case, a man, you know, any human whom you would be with, into my spiral of not, not getting it and then taking it and in the taking overriding somebody else's thing. And, you know, like, so it's the cold heart look at our own patterns and then giving ourselves the education and the freedom and the love to be okay with that, that then allows the other person to have that too. right And so there's nothing wrong with taking an orgasm. There's nothing wrong with not having an orgasm. There's nothing wrong with ejaculating. There's nothing wrong with not ejaculating. But how we unknot that thing is that we actually are honest with ourselves as to what we want. And then learning how to give that to ourselves. Right? And then you expand out from there. Because then we do us and them. and Us and them has never worked. Ever. Ever. And so we wanna not do us and them so that's that's I think all I can say about the orgasm thing here, and yeah, there is whole other things realms out there that have nothing to do with getting off um but I think those realms are they're like concentric circles right where you learn how to take care of yourself you you start getting in relationship with someone else. And then you have the more spiritual dimensions around that. And if you neglect the, the, the core, which is uh, us for us, we can't do we honestly, truthfully, because like you said, then it's, then, then it's you align with somebody else for the sake of your survival, which is, by the way, the definition of fawn, right? The, fawn, the fawning is not um, caretaking fawning is when you have to align yourself with your aggressor for the sake of survival. Right. So for instance, in the olden days when I went to university, they didn't call it fawn. They called it Stockholm Syndrome, which is a lot more honest, right? It's not just, oh I do what you want because I you know, I don't know how to do better. It's like fuck, I'm gonna die unless I give you a blow job. Right? That's fawn. So so it's good to feel the those those things and untie them yeah. so that when you are with somebody you know you're with them because you have a center mm-hmm. and then that makes your we the i makes the we more powerful and then the ask the god realm mm-hmm. is the natural expression of that